Welcome to the 2B1 Life Epic Journey Podcast. I'm Sonny Zentmeyer and along with my amazing bride, Cindy, we believe that God has created marriage for an epic and heroic journey. Every great adventure and expedition has a desire for victory, a strategic plan, and guides along the way. Everyone wants a marriage that wins. And we want to encourage you to live different, to love different, and to finish strong as we follow God's plan for oneness through the wilderness here on earth. We're so grateful you're here, and we believe that God will prompt you to discover His plan for your marriage as you live out your adventures together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Epic Journey Podcast. Cindy and I are grateful and excited that you're here today with us, and we're going to be talking about unexpected friendships. Such a cool title. This is a great topic. (laughs) And I'll tell you, sometimes when God gives us a topic, we think it's going to take us in a certain direction. Right? (laughs) And then when we search for God's word about about the subject, he always reveals his secrets and treasures and opens our eyes and our minds to new thoughts and better yet, his thoughts. Mm -hmm. So cool. God has a lot to say about friendship. And we were all created by God for a need for relationships. So, so this is going to be a great episode, but we before we get started, hey, let's pray. Yeah. Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to join you in what you're already doing. Thank you for those that are joining us, Lord. We just ask that you would be with them today. Give them an awesome time. Hope that this speaks to their heart and, and uh, draws them, them closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, Cindy, you had something really cool happen since our podcast last week. So, so, hey, go ahead and share about that. Yeah, yeah. So, this is really cool. So, last week, we did a podcast called Permission to Dream. If you haven't listened yet, go back sometime, listen. I think it'll really inspire you. But but in the podcast, we referenced an article that we had found about an ultra-distance runner named Stan Cottrell that put together the great friendship run across China. I mean, this was like 2,125 miles that he... He ran over 53 days. He averaged like 40 miles a day. It's just hard to so, so anyway, so we had already done the podcast. Podcasts had been released. And I was doing some research for Sonny. And I was actually trying to find a specific book that I was that I thought was out in my office. And so I'm out there digging around. And I came across this box of old books. And as I'm going through, I find this book. And I know I've seen it before. My, but my eyes just kind of glance at it. And it catches my eye. It gets my attention because on the cover of the book there's a picture of a bunch of Chinese people standing around and this one guy is standing in the middle and the title of the book is to run and not be weary and I glance down at the author's name <laughs> and it's Stan Cottrell so are you crazy. kidding me I know you come are into you the room me? and you're oh, like my oh my goodness jaw dropped literally if my jaw could have gone to the floor it would have gone to the floor <laughs> I was so surprised I, w- I was flabbergasted. The, the the book, it was written in like 1986, and we probably had it since then, I swear. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's crazy that I would literally find it the day after we released the podcast, right? So I know it's not a coincidence. God certainly has a way of getting our attention. So I read the entire book. It gives me even more insight into dreaming big dreams, pressing through obstacles in order to see our dreams become a reality, and then how God connects us with other people's uh, other people to help us fulfill the dreams in and what he's process, called us to do. Yeah. So, so this book also, it got me 
started thinking about friendship. And then, so we're praying about our next podcast and we discussed a few topics and nothing just really seemed to be hitting home. And then on the way to church the other day, I said, you know, I think God's really putting the idea of friendship in my mind for our next podcast. And Sonny said immediately, Yeah, do, exactly. Right? Me as so well. That was on your heart as well. It so, was. Yeah, it was just amazing to me. Yes. Yeah. At the end of the of Stan Cottrell's book, he talked about visiting the vice president in the White House, who at the time was George Bush Sr. And he was there along with his wife, Carol, and four other Chinese that he had run with and helped him in the run. And he says this, that half an hour with the vice president and my cross-country friends, Xi, Peng, and Li, will forever be etched in my memory. Despite our differences, the color of our skin, the language of our tongue, we knew that we all belong to one family. Oh, wow. And we knew something else. We knew something else. Friendship comes only at a great price, but it's worth all the effort, all the sweat, all the tears, and all the footwork. And I knew as I walked hand in hand with Carol down the halls and out the door that day, our dreams really can come true. Mm, oh, so that's so amazing. Yeah, so God sort of bridged the gap between talking about permission to dream and then took us right into friendships. Right into friendships, you know, and it made us really start wondering, is, is God trying to help us make a connection between our dreams and our friendships? Right. Right? Yes. Yeah. So your calling and your purpose as a couple may be connected to the friendships you develop and especially perhaps the unexpected friendships God will put together in your life. And Stan's dream to run across China made us start thinking about unexpected friendships. This certainly was an example of the unexpected. Oh, yeah, right? Right? <laughs> friendships with a different culture you don't even share with the same, the same language with. Yeah. So that's really a, a connection. I know. So when we talk about friendships, though, you know, they can be very different on different levels from really close friends to casual friends, so right. basically acquaintances, your neighbors down the street, or even strangers. Yeah. You know, God can connect us that way. Exactly. We can befriend a stranger that we may never even see again. Yeah, that's so true. And and we can extend like a kind word or a gesture in, into someone's life that we've never even met. Like, like let's say you're donating to a medical fund for someone's loved one that has cancer. You don't know them, but you're extending sort of a, a kindness and a friendship. Also, maybe just you see someone with a need, like you're helping to put their groceries in the car because it looks heavy for them to do. That's right. Friendships can take on many forms. And today we're going to talk about the friendship that, that is available to us through Christ and what God has to say about friends. Friendships can be multicultural, should be multi-generational, and we believe God intends for that. There, there are some great examples in the Bible of these friendships. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's what captured our attention so mm -hmm. much. So when we started digging in, in the book of Ruth, we're reminded that Naomi wasn't an, an Ephrathite <laughs> woman. And basically, she was an Israelite, but she was from a place that's, that they believe also is now called Bethlehem in Judah. And her husband and two sons had settled in the territory of Moab, during a time of great famine. So eventually, Naomi's husband passes away. Her two sons were married, and they got married to Moabite women. And then after the two sons passed away, Naomi and her daughter-in-law set out to return 
to Bethlehem, right? right? So Naomi is trying to encourage her daughter-in-laws to just go back to their own families because she really hasn't doesn't have anything to offer them. She doesn't have a husband. They don't have husbands. But one daughter-in-law decides to return to the land of her mother, while Ruth, the other daughter-in-law, says this in Ruth 1.16. But Ruth replied, Don't plead with me to abandon you or return and not follow you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Mm. So there's this great friendship and devotion that has developed between them. And they return to Bethlehem together. Ruth has demonstrated her loyalty and friendship to Naomi. Yeah, so cool. So they return to Bethlehem and it ends up that Naomi has a relative there on her husband's side and his name is Boaz. Ruth ends up working in the fields and that the and the field happens to belong to Boaz. Well, Boaz shows up at some point to the field, and when he arrives, he greets the harvesters and says, The Lord be with you. And they replied, The Lord bless you. So we see here that he's a man of God. Then he asks, Am I and I'm paraphrasing here, who is this woman working in the field? And they say, Oh, she's a Moabite woman who returned with Naomi from Moab. So realize she is considered a foreigner here and not just a foreigner but she was from an enemy country right. moab yeah and, hated the, and each yeah other, the right? israelites despised the moabites she was certainly a target for prejudice and probably even expected it however they they relay to boaz that she's been a hard worker throughout the day and boaz returns kindness and offers her protection tells her to stay with his female servants and tells her to get something to drink when she's thirsty. So he's expressing kindness and compassion to her. Yeah, and it's an unexpected kindness and compassion. Because in Ruth 2.10, it says, She fell face down, bowed to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor with you, so that you notice me, although I am a foreigner? So Ruth is recognizing here his kindness and friendship toward her, and and it's very unexpected for her. She's overwhelmed, right? right? And so in verse 11, Boaz replied to her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law after the death of your husband has been fully reported to me, and how you left your father and your mother in the land of your birth and came to a people that you did not previously know. You know, this just really spoke to my heart that your friendship and kindness toward others is is a part of your reputation, whether you realize it or not. Your unexpected un, and without kindnesses. expecting something back. Yeah, yeah, your kindnesses and your compassion. And so um, in verse 12, it says, may the Lord reward your work. And may your wages be full from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you've come to take refuge. Man, Boaz is speaking a blessing over her. He wants the best for her. Mm. Obviously, the condition of Boaz's heart is one of compassion and kindness. Remember, he's a man of God. And so she was shown favor and God was rewarding her friendship and devotion to her mother-in-law. And this kindness was returned to her and in even unexpected ways, crossing cultural and generational divides. So eventually... Boaz ends up, he ends up acquiring land and Ruth becomes his wife and she gives birth to a son whose name was Obed, who was, who fathered Jesse and Jesse fathered David. Right. Oh, so Ruth, a foreigner, a Moabite woman becomes an ancestor of David and the Messiah, Jesus Christ. She becomes a part of the lineage of Jesus Christ 
through her friendship with Naomi and then Boaz's compassion and kindness to her. Then Naomi even gets to become a nanny to this child and is blessed as well. Man, she had no one left, right? right? It's just so cool so to cool. see the connections that God has for us. Yeah, in a, de- in a devotional from the She Reads Truth Bible, the HCSB version, it says the, the story of Ruth shows us how there is no insignificant people in God's plan. Even if we only know them as a name on the list, he takes the despised and rejected, the lowly and the insignificant, even his enemies, and he binds them to Christ. That's so cool. Hey, so what looks messy and meaningless to us is from God's perspective, an intentional and precise way, he is working to establish his kingdom. He's got incredible plans, right? right? So you never know how God is going to use our friendships in our lives. He wants us to show compassion and kindness to others through friendship. Right. And so he doesn't want us to put up a cultural any cultural barriers or barriers or generational age limits on our friendships. So we need to keep thinking outside the box and about our friendships and what this means. Yeah, God loves to use relationships with others to bless us, to guide us, to direct us, and to reward us. And have you ever experienced an unexpected kindness from someone? I bet you have. But it can really cause your heart to be touched and and take notice when when someone does that, right? Right, yeah. yeah. So, you know, recently um, I was helping a business, kind of an associate, it was more of a client, and we were just trying to work through kind of some sticky situations. And so we spent some time on it. It took several phone calls. And it actually, during the process, we kind of got to know each other a little bit. He's from Alabama. I'm from Central Florida. And so in the talking about this, he says, you know what? Hey, my brother works down there and he he works in this fancy restaurant. I'd never go to a fancy restaurant like that. But (laughs) hey, you know, he's always telling me, come on down, I'll buy you dinner. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to send you a gift certificate. You go have dinner with my brother in his fancy restaurant. And so I said, well, you know, that, that's great. Sure. And he, he ends up sending me a check to, I mean, not a gift certificate, but a check. He actually wrote me a check to go have dinner with his brother. Yeah. Just so really cool. Yeah. It was just, it was totally unexpected. Yeah, I remember the day that they came in and you were like so surprised. And it is surprising. It was a kindness. It was an unexpected kindness, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember recently I was at a gas station and it there was just a lot of heavy traffic. I'm trying to exit the gas station. And it had really been a particularly rough day for me. Just a lot was going on. My heart was heavy. And then all of a sudden, this guy stops, and he just weighs me in and lets me go in in the midst of all this heavy traffic. And just that kindness, man, it 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 made me start to cry. I yeah. think because I was already having such a rough day that this stranger's kindness would would consider my heart and a my smile needs. and a wave yes, and you never get any exchange it, it other took, than that it, it can really touch the heart of another you never know what's going on in someone else's no. life and what your kind gesture can mean to someone in that moment we'll find and you out may sometime. never know right you may never know he did he would never know right. what that meant to me at that point but you know it, it's just pretty amazing to me so what might god be prompting you to do for someone well 
I tell you, Sonny, every time we do these podcasts, man, I believe God is targeting us, <laughs> but for our benefit, right. right? We pray about these topics. We look for topics that will encourage others, but God's always sure to make sure that we don't miss the message that he has for us. And we really pray that he's speaking to you too. What's coming up on your heart, right? Yeah. So yeah. What, what is he putting on your heart right now? How is your friendship with your spouse? Oh, that's so good. Sometimes we need to ask Christ to soften our heart, to touch the condition of our heart, and, and, and give you more of his compassion and kindness within you. Open your eyes to see the needs of others, especially your spouse, but also to continue to press into your friendships and open your heart to unexpected friendships as well. Maybe strangers that you're going to encounter. Right. You know, I'm so grateful for that. God is really speaking about placing friendships at much higher on the list of priorities. And it really takes us back to his great command, right? His greatest command, which is of the highest priority. That's right. So Luke 10, 25 through 37 in the ESV says, And behold, a lawyer stood up and put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to, the, to him, What's written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he desired to, to justify himself and said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down to Jerusalem from Jericho and fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. Look at that right there. He had compassion. That's right. So he went out to him and bound him his wounds, pouring oil and wine, uh, uh, pouring on oil and wine. Then he said, set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, "Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will come and I will repay you when I come back." Which of these three do you think prov- proved? to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers. He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. So that is so powerful. So powerful. God wants you to get this right. Loving God, loving yourselves, loving your neighbor, and remember your spouse is your closest Mm, neighbor. You need to get friendship with God and with your spouse right. That's so good. Friendship with God and friendship with your spouse. Listen, God wants to address the condition of your heart. He wants you to have compassion and mercy toward others. But he wants us to get this right at home Mm. with our spouse, with our own heart. And then our hearts are in a better condition to show kindness and compassion to others. Yeah, we use that training ground of our marriage. Right? And the ones closest to us, the ones that rub us the most. Yeah, right. (laughs) Rub those hard edges off. Right. To try to soften those hard edges. <laughs> That's right. 
that we would be the softest too. Yes, right? right? It's such a training grounding. There's a purpose in that. Yes. And so let's take a look at the four main types of love, which are Greek words that are mentioned in the Bible. Agape love, storge love, phileo love, and eros love. Now, agape love is described through scripture. And in John, 1 John 4, 8, it says, God is love. Now, this type of love is agape. It is God and it comes from God. That is its source. And it's described as unconditional love, sacrificial love, servant love, divine love. This is a love that is pure and perfect. Well, let's face it. This is a love we only have access to from our relationship with God and through others that are in relationship with him as well that pass on that agape love to us. Right, yeah. So next up is storge love. And it's best understood as family love. It's a love that's shared between family members and hopefully for a lifetime. Parents and children, brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, you get the idea. And the next in line is phileo love. This describes the love or emotional connection that can represent the powerful bond that can take place between friends and the fellowship of shared community. Mm, that's so good. And then there's Eros love. This is described as romantic or sexual love. This term is used to describe love that is more passionate, more intense. And so one of the things that stood out to me was that every single one of these loves kind of describes an assumed relationship, mm -hmm. right? That's right. Um, agape love, a relationship with God. Um, uh, storge love, a relationship with family, phileo love, a relationship with friends, and then eros love, a relationship in marriage. I thought that was really cool. They're all relational. But the one relationship that would experience every single one of these, and in an ongoing way, is the relationship of marriage. Ooh, yeah. God designed our marriage to be in relationship with him, start a family, enjoy a deep bond of friendship with each other, and also experience passionate and romantic love together. Mm, yeah, that's so cool. Like marriage, like, Marriages can experience all of oh, these. Oh, yes, and they should. They right? should. We want them to. And so right? we want to revisit these types of love so that we make sure that we have them in our marriage relationship. So getting friendship right at home will prepare our hearts to be more compassionate when we're outside the walls of our home and into our communities. That's so good. Right? Yes. So God's wanting us to expect the unexpected and perhaps become more aware of kindnesses that might lead to some of our best and most rewarding friendships here on earth, mm -hmm. right? Yes. They can be some of the most unexpected. But I, I think as Christians, our marriages are really intended to reflect the love of Christ to others. And we can do that in our friendships, right? right. In our friendship toward others. Our, it, it can be close friends, old friends, new friends. They could be neighbors, acquaintances, or even strangers. There's levels of friendship. But we can reflect God's love to each of them. And this is really part of God's plan, right? It sure is. So we need to keep nurturing and cultivating our friendships and realize the impact that you can make through a smile or a kind gesture and realize that friendship is an expression of compassion and kindness and phileo love as well as agape love towards others. That's right. So in the summary of an article from BibleStudyTools.com, uh, about the Good Samaritan, it makes this comment, and we'll put the link in the episode notes. When others need our help the most, like the man beaten by robbers and left on the road, our love for neighbors is truly tested. Jesus instructs us to be like the Good Samaritan, helping others in time of suffering, and not the priest and the Levite who neglected their neighbor. 
Here are some of the truths from Scripture that speak to love and friendship that Christ has modeled and taught us. 1 John 4, 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Leviticus 19, 18, You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Mm. John 15, 13, Greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. 1 Peter 4, 8 through 10. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Yes, Luke 6, 31. And, you, and as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. <clears throat> but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Gosh, you know, maybe God wants you to be the one to extend your hand to lift someone up. Here's another good reminder for us in Ephesians 4, 32. Be kind and compassionate, to one another. There it is. Be kind and mm. compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ, God forgave you. Our example. Yes. You know, the compassion and kindness of the Good Samaritan, it was not a friendship that questioned, hey, what's in it for me, right? right? If we start looking at friendship also as a simpler definition of showing kindness and compassion to our neighbors, even strangers, what does that stir up in your mind? What if friendship with others became a goal for you and your spouse? Being attentive and deliberate, intentional to keep your eyes open for someone in need, someone to befriend and connect with. We also need friends to go deeper with, to be vulnerable with on a different level. So not only are there friendships that that are, are acquaintance and 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 more casual, but we need deeper friendships we too. We do, yeah. Yes, and so to experience camaraderie and connect in a meaningful ways with what we have in common and being able to respect one another's differences Ooh, with what true. we don't have in common. Yeah. We need friends with wisdom and that are mentors to us as well. Our true friendships will often challenge us to get back on the right path when we've strayed. Yeah. In our research, an article popped up completely unexpectedly that was titled, The Importance of Christian Friendships That Defy Expectations. Mm -hmm, I love that title. <laughs> right? We'll put the link in the episode notes for you. The article describes what they call the unlikely friendship that has taken place between Jamal and Jim. Jamal describes himself as a young black pastor of a multi-ethnic and multicultural church in predominantly in a predominantly black community. And then Jim describes himself coming from a small town in Kentucky, white in his late 60s, and grew up in a Southern Baptist church. So we're here we have two men from different cultures and different generations. Jamal was praying for the opportunity to include older Christian men in his life, and Jim was praying for his, his desire that his Bible study group would grow younger and more ethnically diverse. <laughs> well, God answered their prayers, 
and their lives intersected. That is so cool what God does, you know. And and in our minds, sometimes as we pray, we have a certain outcome we've envisioned, Always. right? Yeah. But God loves to bring in the unexpected. Christ yeah. loves to, to do throw that. us a curveball. Yeah, and and but to connect us for our benefit, right? Right. And so Jamal and Jim have outlined three principles that have helped them cultivate brotherly love and maintain cross-cultural cross-generational, and genuine friendship. And here's their first principle. Number one, value the kingdom of heaven over earthly allegiances. So Jamal and Jim, they, they talk in the article about they're candid about their differences of opinion, and then sometimes their opinions conflict. And they can they said they can watch or read the same data and news briefings and come away with totally different conclusions, yeah, right? right? Same information, different conclusions. But Jamal states this, what has kept us in our fellowship with each other is that our greatest and truest allegiance is to Jesus. God, it's just such a good reminder to us, right? Kingdom citizens can live in unity with diversity because we know that we are a kingdom filled with people from every nation, tribe, and tongue. And he goes on to say, there will be Christians in heaven from numerous political and economic persuasions because the cross is what defines us as ambassadors of a greater kingdom. We can disagree on issues while pursuing the Great Commission together. So cool. Oh, that's such a good reminder. We need to remember that our identity in Christ is where we, that's where our identity is. When we become Christians, we become a part of a much bigger family. We become connected. We we have things in common with other believers, yes. regardless of other things. Right. So we need to recognize that this unites us with other believers from different cultures, different backgrounds, different generations, and we have so much in common through Christ. Our relationship with Christ unites us in friendship. Christ called us friends and desires for us to have unity with him and with each other. Yeah, He desires for us to experience the blessings of fellowship and friendship. He wants us to entertain unexpected friendships. Yes. So principle number two, we have strived to under to understand and to be understood, not to win debate. Mm, that's good. Right? Yeah. Jim makes some key statements here. He says, friendship is messy and painful. Awkward conversations should be expected. But on the other side of pain and awkwardness is Christ conforming us to his image and rejoicing over his multi-ethnic, multicultural church. By agreeing to allow disagreement on such issues, we give ourselves the freedom to consider the other's viewpoint without surrendering our convictions. And he continues, Consideration of the other's viewpoints expands the horizon of our thoughts, fostering empathy and understanding that would not be possible without the willingness to allow our respective views to be, un- to be challenged. Our mindsets are that of not aggressive conquest in which the objective is to defeat the other, mm. but patient respect in which the objective is to com- is communication and understanding. Oh gosh, I love that. Communication and understanding over trying to just get them to think your way. Right. Right? Yeah. So principle number three, be intentional and don't give up. Man, this is a great principle for friendship, right? A great principle for marriage. Right. Jamal says this, throughout our friendship, we have had times when sparks flew, but that's to be expected because sparks fly when iron sharpens iron. Yes. As our friendship has strengthened, our trust of each other has also strengthened because we have experienced the other's character and learned the importance of conversing 
with civility. God, those unexpected friendships, the, mm-hmm. the it, friendships that defy expectation, right? right? It's, it's unlikely friendships is what they called it before. It's just, we just hope this discussion has gotten you thinking and expanding your mindset about friendships and the command to love your neighbor. Friendships can look like a lot of different things. That's right. And thinking about developing some unexpected friendships that God may be putting together for you because he loves you and wants you to share his love with others through friendships on many different levels. Commit to revisiting the friendship uh, you have with your spouse and determine to be intentional in making sure you're best friends with each other and you're expressing kindness and compassion and understanding toward each other. Yeah, I think that's such a good thing. You know, do a heart check. Right. You know, are you are you expressing compassion and kindness <clears throat> to your spouse? to your children, to, you know, maybe you're in a funk. Maybe you need to reset. Maybe, you know, you need to get God to forgive you for some things and do a restart and start receiving God's compassion and kindness over you. Yes. And then once you receive that loving yourself, you're able to have your heart in a better way to be more attentive to the hearts of your spouse and the hearts of others. So begin to, to explore the power of friendships in your marriage and in your life. Yeah. The the other night after we had a Bible study, which we've just started, a few of the women, we were, we were sitting around and we were looking at pictures that a friend was showing us of a house that they just put a contract on. And as we're sitting there, God just had me take a snapshot. He just really opened my eyes to the new friendships that were beginning to form among these gals. And since God is always at work in advance, I couldn't help but think, all right, Lord, what are you up to? What are you up right. to in bringing this group of girls, these gr- this group of couples together? But he's always up to something good, and friendships are a huge part of God's plan. God loves relationships, and we were created with a need for relationships. It's part of his design. Yeah, we consider each of you friends, and we pray that God is going to connect you with many different types of friendships in the coming year. Yeah, so stay attentive Be the one to show you care, expect the unexpected, and and just keep learning to love God's way. It is so powerful, and it will Mm. bring such blessings into your life. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this time together where we can learn and be encouraged from your truth and your words. Lord, you want us to come together in in ways that are totally unexpected. Lord, you want us to put aside um, barriers, Father, that we've constructed somehow. Lord, help us to be one big family as believers, Father, to reach out to others, even to reach out to the unbelievers, Lord, to befriend others. Father, Help our hearts to be more compassionate and kind. Help us to start at home. Help us to look into the condition of our heart. Bring our hearts to you, Lord. Forgive us for the ways that maybe our hearts have hardened toward others. Help us to forgive as we want to be forgiven. Lord, you freely give us forgiveness. Help us to have a heart like yours. So Father, we thank you for what's coming. We thank you for the friendships that we already have. We thank you for the old friends that we've we've had for so many years. We thank you for the deep friendships, the closest, the vulnerability that we have with our friends. But we also thank you, Lord, for the friendships um, where we can just express a kindness to a stranger, to an acquaintance. Lord, help us to be more attentive to our neighbors, 
to the people that we cross paths with. Help it to start at home and help our compassion and kindness leave the forward walls of our home and create new friendships with others. We thank you, Lord, how you connect us together. We thank you how you bind us through you. And we are just so grateful for what you have in store for us. So we thank you for these friends out there listening, Lord. We just pray that you would bless them, Lord, that you would touch their lives, that you would bring more friends into their lives. And we thank you and praise you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey guys, thanks again for joining us and we look forward to seeing you very soon. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, we ask that you would leave a review. You don't need to write anything, just tap the stars. It'll help us reach other couples. If you don't already, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 2 b one life It'd be a blessing to have you join our community as we walk in faith together through life in this epic and heroic journey. Thanks for listening.